Local Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. So how can you manage your money optimistically? Part 2. Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Well, if you got a question for me, please go to the website. And there's a couple of ways to get your information that you might need. The first way is just to send an email in. I'll get it taken care of for you. That's the way we've been doing it for years. And I added a different uh, second level of resource for those questions that they're going to involve way more than an email. And uh, we'll, we'll actually uh, uh, involve some interaction with me and some, and, and some discussion over the phone. I have put some times aside each week to have some of those phone calls. And uh, there's no cost to it, no charge to it. Just sign up and get on my calendar and uh, we'll get you taken care of. That's all at the website, prudentmoney.com. Well, last week I had big plans. I had plans to, after doing part one of a two-part series about managing your money realistically, optimistically, and that was uh, a week ago, uh, a week ago today. Then COVID decided to uh, rear its ugly head and strep throat, and that was lots of fun. So I was out <laughs> the rest of the week. And I had a, a listener send me an email. I said, "Where, uh, where have you been? And and uh, where's where's part two? And so today we're going to do part two. If you missed part one, uh, excuse me, you can always go to any platform that you listen to or that you consume your content for podcasts." And uh, we should be there. And you can also go to prudentmoney.com. It's just as easy as well. But it's last Monday's podcast is what you're looking for. And uh, that, uh, but we're going to be talking, we'll review enough of that. I don't think it's really necessary. But, you know, as we look forward and we listen to all these forecasts, and, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot, and I want to continue to have this conversation because I want you to be able to interpret and understand what a forecast really is because there are there's a lot of agenda behind forecasts and you under, you have to understand exactly what that agenda means and how that applies to the way that you go forward the bottom line is is it a legitimate forecast that you should that you should uh, pay attention to that you should really start thinking about risk because at the end of the day at the end of the day, we have a responsibility of what God has given us to be stewards over, prudent stewards over, and that is to manage risk. And it's something that is not talked about hardly at all in main cult, mainstream pop fi, uh, financial uh, 
pop financial culture. And it is, but I think it's one of the most important things we can focus on. If we can get that right, and, I, and, it, and it really comes down to understanding what you're hearing and understanding, understanding what you're seeing. It's not something that you'll figure out overnight, but it is a way to practice. One of the things I talked about, the whole idea of buy and hold for the future, is that there's nothing wrong with that concept. And that that's just basically happens when you take your money, you invest it, you leave it alone, you don't touch it, you're taught not to touch it. And you go forward, and then when you need it, you start taking the money out. Well, during the you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of investment time, you've watched your money go up and down. The one thing that has always held true is, though, is that it's always rebounded and gone back up, even during the bad times. So we, we have that and develop that belief system that that's always going to be the case. It's always going to come back. Everything will always be will be will be okay. But the problem is that we don't factor in that times change because there comes a point where you 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 come out of the growth mode and you get into the the distribution mode where you start taking money out of the stock market out of out of your investments and you and you there's that tendency to do what always has worked so to leave it alone and let it invest and let it grow if it goes down it'll come back up well that can be a real problematic situation if you get if you if your timing lines up with the same timing that we have a bad market and you need to get to your money it can be a very very tough situation because you're using what always has worked well that doesn't always work very well at all when you're in a situation where you have to start taking money at the same time that we're going through a bad a bad time in the market and the the reality is history would say probability factoring would say that the chances of us running into a bad market during the distribution phase of of the money that you're trying to uh, start taking out is great that you that you do experience it you may be in the tail end of it going into it you may be on the front end of it going into it you may uh, get into it for five years with with uh, pretty uh, pretty easy transition then it may just hit like a ton of, like a load of bricks I would suggest this is not about being paranoid about what the future holds. This is not about being fearful about what the in, about what the future holds. One of the things that that I talk about quite a bit is that you know we have two different ways to filter the future. You can filter the future by looking at things through the filter of fear or ego or um, anxiety. I mean, it all rolls up into that one, that one big emotion. It's basically a time where you're, where you're fixating your eyes on everything else but God. Then there is the other side of the coin where you are looking through the filter of love, through God, through what God's promises are, 
through stewardship, good, prudent stewardship. Now, that doesn't mean that things are always going to be great. But if you have a game plan and you know exactly how you're going to tackle this risk, then you can look through that lens of prudent stewardship. You can look through that lens of positivity and being realistic as to how you might tackle that situation versus looking through that lens of love, that lens of God, and saying, well, it'll all work itself out. And that ends up that tends to end up not being the best strategy. I think it does end up all working best out for those who prepare for it and for those who are in a good a good spot. I talk about this one verse many, many times. Every one of my workshops, which by the way, we will be doing a workshop, this January, looking really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll get to more information on that as it uh, at the back when we come back from Christmas break. But I talked about this one verse in Proverbs that you could find five chapters apart: Proverbs twenty-two three, Proverbs twenty-seven twelve, and I, I think it's so very significant. Because we look at this verse and it's word for word. Two times, five books apart, five chapters apart in the same book, which is often referred to as the book of wisdom. And I don't know. It seems like God's trying to get our attention on this one. Proverbs 22.3, word for word. Proverbs 27.12, word for word. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. A prudent steward or person foresees, not predicts, not forecasts, but can lay things out and go, you know, this, uh, this doesn't add up too well, and takes precautions. The simpleton, the one who just hopes it'll all work out, hopes a dangerous investment strategy, by the way, goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And that verse has always struck me as that's the way that, as a prudent steward, we're supposed to handle our investments as we go forward. And... And that's that enables you, that equips you to look at things and go... You know, I, I understand that this and this and this and this are the big risks that are sitting out there. But here's how I'm going to prepare for that. Here's how I'm going to invest for that. Here's the steps I'm going to take. If things change, this is what I'm going to do. And that is the element that is lacking. That is what we need to install into our way of investing in how we go about doing things. And that's how we can face the, face the future optimistically. Last Monday, I talked about a few different, indica- a few different indicators that 
were a hundred percent accurate a hundred percent accurate in picking in in, in a forecasting a recession and both of them are currently forecasting one so we will get into that on the other side of the break this is bob brooks stick around i'll be right back the word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of pastor chuck smith and k smith pastorchuck.org at pastorchuck.org you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by pastor chuck smith from genesis through revelation and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org This is Rob Randall, your host and teacher of the Invisible War radio program. The Invisible War is the study of God's Word on how to walk in Christ's victory and the spiritual battles we face against the powers of darkness. Join me every Sunday morning at 9 right here on KDKR and KYJC in Commerce, your station for life. Do you know that our salvation goes far beyond the forgiveness of sins? Many followers of Christ aren't aware of the generous inheritance we've been given when we trust in Jesus Christ. I'm John Monroe, and Tuesday on The Verdict, we're learning about the many implications of salvation by grace. Learn more Tuesday on The Verdict. The Verdict, weekday mornings at 10.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you got a question for me, I want to invite you to go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com, where I do answer all of my questions and love to get those questions from you. So uh, make sure that you go to prudentmoney.com, and we'll get you squared away. One of the problems that I think that... Uh, and I talk about this with pop culture finance all the time, and that's that's the financial media, that's Wall Street, that's the financial services industry, is that they instill and beat two big beliefs into your head. That you're a long-term investor, that you don't ever change anything in your investments, because that would be market timing trying to take money out at the best time and try to put money in at the best time, which you will always fail at. And that is one thing I do agree with. The only thing I don't disagree with, that, that I do disagree with, excuse me, is that it's not so much about timing the market when we're moving money in and out of the market. It's about allocating risk because it is impossible unless you're just really lucky to time the market. Take money out at the right time, put money back in at the right time. It is a uh, it's, it's a game of luck. Don't let anybody tell you differently because it is. That is though that intention is totally different than than moving money around and reallocating money. And that is one of the great 
opportunities that we have as investors. Now, there's no way to equip you with everything that you could possibly need to be, that you could possibly need to understand about risk and money management. I'm just, I'm just going to put out a couple of two or three ideas with the main one being that you can be realistic about the future if you are preparing a game plan for it. And that, that's a big difference. It's a, it's a totally big difference than if you are sitting back not doing anything and just hoping for the best. Big difference. Allocation is a, is a very important word. How do you have your money allocated? Do you have your money spread out in a diversification strategy over various different types of investments? And I, I tell this story a lot, but it, I think it offers a good example. Someone came into my office, this is many, many, many years ago, and said, look, Bob, I, I, this is my 401k plan. He's very proud of it. said that I've got my investments in, spread out over 14 different investments. And I said, uh, looked at it and I said, well, really, you have zero diversification. He looked at me like I was halfway crazy. I said, he goes, I have 14 investments. But they're all 14 stock investments. So you have money spread out over 14 different stock investments, which is all going to go the same route, more than likely, if the market were to go down. The problem that we face today is that Bonds and stocks have both been, except for this year, have been both, well, actually, this year, you, you could say bonds have have uh, done better than they had the prior two years. But in, in most situations, you split money up between bonds and stocks so that you, you know, if, 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 risk is really high for for stocks typically they are not for bonds now that's been the total that's that there's like a very 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 small percentage chance that that's not going to happen that way and that's been our experience for the past two or three years is that stocks and bonds have not had that relationship but that's the very first place you stay is how much do you allocate towards stocks and how much do you allocate towards bonds? And I like to go in a, a, a percentage that's, that starts with 50-50. So 50% in bonds, 50% in stocks, down to 60-40. You've heard, probably heard of that before. 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. Then down to 25% in stocks, 75% in bonds, then 100% in bonds. Then you can go the other route to where you end up 100% in stocks. And it's a matter of moving money in and out of these different arrangements. And if you set this to where that you have Everything 100% into everything, which is a very risky, uh, non-diversified approach, to 75-25, to 60-40, to 50-50, back down to 60-40, down to 25-75, and down to 100% being bonds. 
and you you move up or move down that uh, that line in of different in, in of different risk levels because each one of those portfolio allocations is a different risk level. I hope this makes sense. It's so much easier to do this when you're in front of a a, a, a board and writing it down. But that this gives you an idea of how you can remove more risk. So let's say that you're 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, which a lot of people were. If that's more risk than you're wanting to take, then maybe you want to move to instead of being 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, maybe you want to be 40% in stocks and 60% bonds. Or maybe you want to be in 25% in in uh, in stocks and 75% bonds. Now, once again, the problem, though, remember, is that we're not getting a whole lot of diversification here because stocks and bonds are both kind of losing. We've, we've been through this, this situation where we've watched as both stocks and bonds have lost money. So you have to be careful about the stocks that you use versus the bonds that you use. And we're, of course, we're talking about funds and we're talking about 401k plans. And so it's a, it, if you're going to put 25% in, in stocks, for instance, then get the most conservative stock funds that you have available inside your 401k plan. And you can always call your provider, like a Fidelity or a Vanguard, and talk to them about your what you have. You can always uh, send me an email for sure, and I'll tell you exactly what is available to you, what uh, what I think is the, the, I can't give advice so much as I can point you in the right direction. But that's a way to do things. And then you look at it every quarter and you make adjustments. But just staying there and doing nothing, I don't think that that's necessarily the right, uh, the right strategy. Sometimes you're going to be right, sometimes you're going to be wrong. I think that you're moving in the right direction. The other, and, and you know, you could have, uh, the ability to take your money out because you got laid off or something like that and you move it to an advisor, I would make sure that your advisor is uh, is about managing risk as well. So what are they doing to manage risk? Unfortunately, the vast majority of advisors do not manage for risk. And so that leaves uh, you open to the same problem that you had with your 401k plan. So it may be that you want to have, and that's why most advisors will tell you just uh, write it out. Don't want to time the market. Remember, we're not trying to time the market. We're trying to allocate for risk and uh, move either to less risky portfolios or maybe we want to take more risk. But that's what we're trying to do. So... You have to decide if you are comfortable with that beliefs and strategies that your advisor has. And that's a, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Then you can also look for in advisors who manage money based on risk, based on strategy, and based on game plan, which is what is is exactly what, uh, what I do, for instance. And that's where my my philosophy and my beliefs come from. 
And so, obviously, what I'm talking about today, I've got a bias. So, you know, we, we've, we've always, I've always said that what I share with you are my opinions of how things work. And what I believe, and believe how I believe things work. And as through over 30 years of doing this, that I come to those conclusions. Only time will say if I'm right or wrong. I'm not trying to be right or wrong. I'm trying to be effective. Um, but that is that it's extremely important, though, if you're going to be using a financial advisor, that you're on the same page as the financial advisor. So, just a few things to to uh, to think about. I do have, I believe it's over 50 videos on our YouTube page that you can go and, and there are specific videos that do cover a lot of this and uh, will help you understand uh, what I'm talking about with visuals and things like that, especially the one I'm about, about managing risk for your 401k plan. I go through the exact the, the uh, way that those portfolios are spread out, those different allocations that you can use, how that does reduce risk and how it can increase risk. And that's uh, you. That's you can just go to YouTube, Google, do a search for prudent money, and those those uh, will come up. If you get there and you don't can't find it, just send me an email. It's very simple. I think one of the things as we talk about a new year rolling around the corner, that uh, we've got to have different habits, and one of those habits is is being a better being the most effective risk manager we can be of what God has given us. Once again, if you missed part one, just go to prudentmoney.com. You can find it there or whatever platform that you listen to your podcasts on. And you can listen to part one to this uh, part two. Hey, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you have a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.